Good evening, everybody. This is Kalushni Kitty, and it is the 16th of March. And it's been almost two years now exactly since we first heard of the Rona, the Corona, whatever you want to call it. And I want to do tonight to go back and look at really, can we believe what the last two years were and has anybody learned a lesson from them but what I want to show you is why when I'm now going down the rabbit hole the United Nations and the global reset and the new world order people aren't shocked people aren't freaking out over words I'm going to give you some new words in 1984 by George Orwell we have the thought police and we had Newspeak. Today, we have disinformation, infodemic, misinformation, and many more. We are headed to a place of digitation, a digital government, a digital currency, a digital citizen. When I first became obsessed in 1984, and I even named this podcast 1984-1776, I really could stand up and fight what was going on in this country with the mandates. They were unconstitutional. I remember the first day I said, nobody's going to do this. And everybody just lied on down. I am proud to say I've never complied, not one day in my entire life. I would have gladly went home to be my Lord and Savior before I complied, and I still feel that way. So why, when I talk about globalization and the reduction of our sovereignty as a nation, aren't people frightened? Because we've been conditioned to see this already through the EU, through their currency, through what they have been happening over there as far as socialism. So I want to take you down a rabbit hole again with the United Nations because I am just on, I believe this is one of the keys. And what worries me is part of the infodemic and disinformation is the United Nations itself and global reset and new world order. So I want to give you some information on when the words New World Order were first used. Now, you might find this interesting um, because it's come up in speeches. I don't know if you know that. And you might want to find out a little bit more about that. So, I'm going to take you back in time to 1991 and the Persian Gulf War. And President Bush said, More than one small country, it is a big idea, a new world order, with a new way of working with other nations, peaceful settlement of disputes, solidarity against aggressions, reduced controlled arsenals, and just treatment of all people. Very interesting. That was the first time we heard the um, notion of that. Now, I want to take you to another... um, that this is in 1990. Um, Iraq invaded Kuwait on August 2nd, 1990. And George H.W. Bush 
gave a speech and it was coined the New World Order. And this was January 17th, 1991. So these words about New World Orders have been used in speeches many times in many different contexts. But people don't um, necessarily pay attention. On September 11th, 1990, George H.W. Bush, on September 11th, just remember that, 1990, New World Order in front of Congress. Why are terms used? Why are they using Build Back Better? What is the key the terminology that is used over and over and over again? Let's look at some more um, issues of New World Order. Now, what does that mean, a New World Order? Well, the United Nations is one of the founders. When they came together, they were trying to create what? A new world order. So let's look at some other um, examples and just see what else we can find here. Um, I want to go over here for a minute. This is an article from the Financial Times. And this article came out on January 7, 2020. And they were talking again about their speech with George W. Bush on September 11, 1990. But guess who was also talking about? Mikhail Gorbachev at the time. And about the United Nations Charter in 1945. And interesting, because now we have Russia coming up. A lot of the themes keep coming around. And why is that? Because I believe they put out on a national and global instance. All right, so let's just go over here. Just put a new world order. And we're going to see, I'm, in, I'm on Google right now, if we can pull up anything from the United Nations and see what we pull up. I'm doing this with you right now because I think it's important. So let's pull up United Nations and New World Order and see what comes up. What I've been telling people is, don't believe me, Google it. Literally, Google it. All right, so I'm on the United Nations now, and it says, Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And guess what they mentioned? A New World Order. This development of the 2030 Agenda was officially put out in 2015. Very interesting. Um, so, let's just go down the rabbit hole a little bit more. Why should we be worried about a new world order? Why should we care about the United Nations? Why should we care about sustainable development? Why should we care about the World Economic Forum? Well, what about social credit scores coming to America? Do you know what a social credit score is? Um, very scary stuff right here. 
and this is tied in to the New World Order. This is something that's been used in China, and I've done a couple of videos on this. And they're actually saying that it basically, how you interact with the environment, where you shop, what you do with your life, creates this new world order. Now, how could this be applied to America? If we were to create a new world order based on the United Nations, what would you expect to see? Well, going back now, I'm looking at 2021. Many, many places are already posting um, articles about this credit score that is going to be coming. And it comes back to the World Bank. Um, I want to read this to you. This is an article um, that I'm reading. And it talks about Soft totalitarianism, that is a new term, right up there with infodemic you can look up and misinformation. Soft totalitarianism, I guess, means not as hard as um, hard totalitarianism? We're not really sure. Um, basically, good citizens get rewards, bad citizens get blacklisted. And we're already seeing that, what? on social media, on the internet, depending on your internet behavior, where you can get access to, where you can't get access to, if you're going to be um, accepted or denied. So, United Nations. Let's look at this. What role do they play when it comes to credit scores. Let's see what they say here. And I'm doing this. I'm just looking things up tonight with you. Alright. Um, now this is very scary. Going back, the first time they talk about reforming a global rating credit system was on September 10th, 2013. So I am right back here at September 10th, 2013. And they are talking about the United Nations playing a role to establish a global credit score. And at the time, the Assembly General was Ban Ki-moon, and he proposed a creation of the United Nations credit rating. This is unbelievable. This dates back to 2010. People think these things just pop up. They don't, because they have not been following what is happening in the world. Now, you might want to look at something else. FITCH revises. F-I-T-C-H. Basically, companies are rated about how well they conform to these United Nations tests about these social credit scores. And a strong profile means that you'll move ahead in business. And a low profile means you won't. Should we be worried? Should we be worried about what is happening with a global um, government? 
Well, if you read the Bible, you know that no matter what your opinion is, it is coming. So let's look over here. Global citizen. Let's see what this says tonight. And we're going to put in UN. So global citizenship. Look at this. They call it a new and vital force of the United Nations. And believe it or not, the first time this was talked about was 2016. What I'm trying to get you to do tonight is understand that this is not something new that popped up. And people say, oh, you just went down the rabbit hole. I was doing a rabbit hole of tyranny like Alex Jones was in the 2000s. I just didn't quite go this direction because I didn't see it coming, the United Nations. Now going back and researching it, it is just mind-blowing that we are in this situation that we are in. The United Nations have come out with a whole bunch of propaganda on disinformation, infodemics. If you look at my videos, I put some up on my clapper. Um, I right now still am on TikTok. I have put this on because it is such a push and they're inventing words just like George Orwell did, which is absolutely amazing. When people invent words and take words away, nothing good can happen. So I'm going to share with you. I'm going to keep my short these podcasts because I believe it's too much on my mind. And I'm trying to do so much research because I don't understand a lot about the war and what's happening And I was so wrapped up in what I know. So I want to share a couple things that I found out with you and have you do some research on your own. Okay. So I want you to look up, if you go to the United Nations, tell you exactly what you can look up and do some research on. Because you need to do this research on your own. It's very important. Okay. Disinfodemic. That is a new one. Disinfodemic. Misinformation about the virus. And they created this word. It's a very catchy word. I will say that. Disinfodemic. So if you go to Google and you put in disinfodemic, which I'm, going to, I'm doing it with you now. Okay. Disinfodemic. Let's see. Um, disinfodemic. Infodemic. Here we go. You will pull up immediately something called UNESCO. I never knew this existed either. Um, UNESCO is set up by the United Nations to combat disinformation. I can't even begin to tell you. I have downloaded the entire this infodemic. So I just want to um, read this to you because I, I, I just, I, you have to hear us. They're talking about access to the internet because they see this shutdown that they did as something that could be long lasting and reoccurring. They have gotten everybody used to becoming a good global citizen That's the only way to describe it. Now, I'm on the United Nations website reading this. Okay? 
I'm not making anything up. This is what they are saying. You can download this. Type it in, disinfodemic, and it's a, it's a PDF file. I have it on my phone. Okay. The media, the um, internet functions in a way to get messages out there, it's saying, and the majority of these messages contain false information. And it's our responsibility, I'm paraphrasing, as a global unit to make sure only credible, meaning credible to them, is put out there. Such things are considered disinfodemic or false cures, false narratives. Hmm, interesting. Other, um, basically anything that does not agree with their agenda, even doctors and nurses, it says, medical professionals that put out their own views rather than science. Well, that's an odd statement. If they're a medical professional, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to write this out. Now, they say this has to do with human rights. Because human rights, they have the right to know the truth. Wow. Okay. I am going to please tell you, you need to read this. If you go to the Urban Dictionary and click on Disinfodemic, it has now been added on September 9, 2021, about a year ago. Okay. Um, here's another article by the United Nations. Key themes of the COVID-19 disinfodemic by UNICFC Research. Okay. Now, the new infodemic is going to be around this, what I'm talking about. Because they don't want us to know about the Global Reset, the Truth, Agenda 21, all these different programs. So this is put out by the United Nations. And it says UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has described this as a poison. Wow. And an enemy of the global citizen. Wow. Okay. Um, UNESCO stands for United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. And they are saying that um, we do not have a right of freedom of expression. What interferes with science? Interesting. Um, what is um, this infodemic? Okay, um, it's people putting out falsehoods, fake sources, memes, um, debunking conventional science. So basically they say if you debate where it came from, how it started, that's disinformation. Um, if you disagree with traditional medical science, false information. Wow. Um discrediting journalists and credible news outlets. That's amazing. So how do they decide what's a credible news outlet and what isn't? Huh, who gets paid? Let's see. Um, disinformation. Emotional narratives. Wow, that's amazing. Emotional narratives. Um, fake websites. Huh, interesting. I I just can't even believe that we are looking at this. And it's one article, one article, one article after another, all about this information. Now, this is another thing you need to look up. Here's the United Nations site I'm on again. And this is from December, October 12, 
2020. And this is from UNESCO. And they're saying they're hacking and trying to figure out where this epidemic information is coming from to stop it. Wow. And they are starting a campaign to make people realize credible news sources from non-credible. And they are getting their youth involved. Wow. They want um, to, they want youth between 18 and 35 that adhere to the values of UNESCO. Huh. Interesting. And they call it, they also have something now for the kids who brainwash them called United Nations Engagement Hub. Competition awards, mobile apps, video games and podcasts, and e-learning for young minds. Interesting. I want you to also look up something called UNITAR. U-N-I-T-A-R. I, again, every time I Google something United Nations, I come up with more of these abbreviations. And I can't just believe it. Here's UNITAR. UNESCO and UNITAR launching disinformation mobile learning courses. Wow. Okay. Um, November 2020, this came out with. And these are going to be apps that you can download and give to your friends and family. UNITAR is Educate All by the United Nations. And again, it's so that we can all be a um, good global citizen. That's what it comes down to. And let's look at one more. I'm just trying to give you something to look at this. Um... So let's um, take away this infodemic and let's do something you might not have heard of before. Um, Information pollution. Have you heard of this one? Let's look at this one up. Information pollution. Let's see what this one is. Guess what it is? Country United Nations. And... Information pollution, the definition, Urban Dictionary, is contamination of information with irrelevant, redundant, unsolicited, and basically fake news. Huh. Interesting. I've never, I'm speechless looking at this. There are articles um, how to steer around information pollution on the internet, how to keep your kids safe from it, how to keep yourself safe from it. We are headed into somewhere, now it makes a lot more sense. Remember I did a video and I talked about this, if you were going to create a new world order, what would you do? If you were Dr. Evil, what would Dr. Evil do? I'll tell you what Dr. Evil would do. He would create a base with all these other evil people and slowly make everybody conform to a mindset. How do you make people conform? Take away the choices from conforming. We are in um, a scary time here. I never thought 1984 would be here so quickly. 
I'm going to sign off for tonight. I just have a lot on my mind, and I want to just put things out there for people to start researching on their own. Because I am just down the rabbit hole. I'm Calista Kitty. This is 1984 or 1776. And I don't know how much longer this earth really has. God bless everybody. And do some research. Because you need to understand it for yourself. Thank you.